coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. My name is Rick Allen, and I have Brett Berkey, my esteemed colleague, co founder. Business dev, friend, buddy, yeah. and pal. <laughs> All of those things wrapped up into one. So, yeah. so we're on the eve of uh, a lot of things. This is gonna. It's we're on the eve of Halloween, but you just got to know that this is also not only the eve of Halloween. It's the first time you're you've had a, a full moon on Halloween in seventy six years. It's called a blue moon. Hmm. It hasn't happened. It's on a Saturday, moon. and then right after that, you change the clocks back. On Sunday. Okay, there we go. So what a talk about, and then and then a couple of days after that we have the, the, other election. the election. Yeah, I mean it's just a it's spooky, just a spooky time. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I had to man, Halloween, uh, Halloween puns. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, we're we're here, I guess. Yeah, and so today uh, is a follow up from the last one uh, where we talked or we talked he talked about going from one. To 100 plus in your note business, but something he kept touching on that was really interesting that uh, we know you want to hear more about is he said systems and systems you got to be systematic, have a process. He's McDonald's of the note business. He has a process to how these things get done. Yep. And uh, it's probably really interesting to a lot of people to know how, you know somebody who can you guys have gotten to way above 100. So we want to know what are the systems that happen as soon as you buy that note. What's the first thing in the process chain? Where, where's it going? How's it going down? Okay, so we'll we'll start there, and I'll just tease another episode. As much as you have to have systems for once you buy the note, there's systems leading up to the purchasing of the note. And okay. that would be the due diligence systems and the different things to look for, uh, the different processes you can put in place. And we can touch on that another time. But for us, once we buy a note, we've committed to it, the first thing we do is we start tracking the financials on it. Okay. And um, we do this because any costs that go into a loan, whether it's during it or after, we need to see a way to track it. Okay. Um, some of your servicers will do this. We found that with the way we ran our business um, up front that we were doing, we, were, we started out buying non-performing loans, and so we didn't have performing income to pay that stuff, so we were coming out of pocket of that money. Hmm. And so by necessity, we had to start establishing a, uh, a system and we use, uh, you know, Excel spreadsheets and started building a system that had macros involved. Um, looking back, it's a Frankenstein system now that, um, you know, I would encourage other ways to do things now. You know, you could find software out there, maybe like a QuickBooks you can hack to do it. But at the time, we didn't know enough about it mm-hmm. um, to do it. You know, it seems like a lot of the, the software that's out there is geared towards the older or the, the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, spreadsheets are going to be a good place to start. But start tracking your financials with whatever your systems are. And for us, it was um, we kind of did it backwards to where we would have a single each each um, asset had its own spreadsheet. And then when we would update it, we'd click a button and it would roll up into our pipeline. And so we could see then, we could look at our pipeline, see where our costs were, everything like that. I would do it differently. I would do it opposite now. What I would do is I would have all my costs attributed on one spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. 
and then I would derive reporting from the one spreadsheet. So we started out at the micro and rolled it up to a macro. I would start at the macro recording these things and then you can, with, with Excel, it's super powerful. You can start deriving, reporting, and seeing exactly what you need on each asset as you go. Wow, that's interesting. So somebody would have to at least have knowledge of what a macro is. Can you tell them if they don't know? Well, explain a macro. A macro is basically, it's a piece of code that I didn't write the code. I paid somebody to write the code. I told them what I wanted it to do. Um, so what they do is they, they write a piece of code, and then whenever you push a button on there, it does a task that you would repeat normally, and it just it repeats that same task for you. So for instance, on our spreadsheet, after we entered the um, all the, the, the data or the financials, I wanted it to roll up into my I wanted it to grab certain figures off of that spreadsheet, mm -hmm. like the total number into it um, and the total value or estimated value, and then like the status of it, and if there was a closing date, the closing date. Okay. So that way, every time I updated the spreadsheet, I clicked the macro, it would update everything, and it would put it up into our master spreadsheet. So that way, my master spreadsheet's always up to date. So I can just look at a master pipeline. I don't have to go down into the details unless I really need to. Interesting. Okay, okay. And so for finding these things, I'm assuming you use a service such as Fiverr? Fiverr, at the time we were using, it wasn't Upwork. It was, uh, oh, what was it called? What was it called before Upwork? I don't know. Not Elance. Man, that's uh, it's It's Upwork now. God, they only changed it like a little while ago. I know, but I can't think of anything um, else. But anyways, it's, it's, a, it's, we out, it's an outsourcing service. So you could use Fiverr now. I use Fiverr. Mm -hmm. um, weekly, you know, if I'm, you know, we're doing a bunch of marketing and stuff like that and downloading my leads and everything like that, I, I was like, look, I need these reformatted. Mm -hmm. And instead of me redoing it all the time, I pulled down my spreadsheet once. I gave it to somebody on Fiverr. I said, write me a macro that'll do this, 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 and this. So now it saves me unbelievable amount of time and it's super cheap. Yeah, what are you talking, like 20 bucks? Um, I paid, mine was pretty extensive, so it was like, I paid extra, 75, but I paid 75 bucks to have it delivered to me in six hours, so. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, look, to me, I need this now because it was just, it was worth it. So Fiverr, if you don't know, it's just a great site. Like for me right now, I've uh, optimized a lot of our Google campaigns and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and uh, I got it to where I think it's it's humming along, but I'm like, what do I do now? You know, like I need to have something more, right. so I'm about to buy... Uh, a, a, uh, an audit. I want to pay somebody to, to go into our account mm -hmm. and basically say, just just look at it and you tell me from an outside party what 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 would you do? And and they might say nothing and then hopefully <laughs> I just wasted my money. But I would no, imagine, no, you need somebody to validate and confirm. So yeah, yeah, and it's, so worth it. it's like you know it's a, it's like seventy to a hundred dollars, and it's like yeah, if I can cut my cost for each lead to you know I don't know. Well, for me, it was super valuable because, like, look, I, I, you know, I can write some killer macro or killer Excel formulas, and I can mm -hmm. get some some crazy stuff going. Mm -hmm. But I, I just don't know coding language, mm -hmm. and I don't know what they're using there. So for me, having somebody write a macro, it, I mean, you can record macros with Excel by by clicking record. They might um, you literally you can record something. So if you're going to do the same task repetitively, you literally just say record my moves. And it'll record, and then you hit stop. And then you can name that macro, and you can create a shortcut to run it. That's pretty cool. It's super easy to do, and I and I have used that in the past, but for something like this, it's like, look, I need to change. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's see here. You got the macro, you're operating in a spreadsheet. Have you evolved some, from spreadsheets or are you still in spreadsheet land? Is there another um, system that may be better? We're still in spreadsheet land. Really? Really. We're, so there's not any anything out there, note specific, that's like... No, there has been some that came out, but it's just that everything, there was nothing was the whole enchilada. It wasn't everything we needed. And to a certain degree, like, you know, we're winding down our fund now. So I should say, yeah, we have evolved. Our, our MWM fund mm -hmm. uses, that's all handled by Sudrania, our fund administrator. And so they do all the outreach. So, well, they do all that stuff. They have an accounting department, which is great because it's like, look, we can't be doing doing this. That was part of the things where when we made that decision that we were going with a fund, it was like, okay, there's not really a need for us to go in there and try to pay for a whole new accounting system when we're winding down one and we're we're moving into the MWM fund where we've got an entire accounting team. They handle all the the money. We don't really even have to handle the money. We just tell them to send money certain places. Wow. Because you have a fund, because you have to be regulated, you have to have – you couldn't operate it in a spreadsheet because you'd be – if you screwed oh, one thing up, dude, you'd be it screwed. Would, it would be a nightmare. It would just – it would be a nightmare. So Really? Okay. Yeah, well, we then, don't do that. So people that are listening aren't operating in a, a fund and don't have – aren't raising capital. Spreadsheets are not a bad, bad place to start, and you can yep. do them super simple or you can do them super complex. If you're working with – or you can lean on your servicer. Your servicer will keep track of your expenses, you know, going on in there yep. on, e on each transaction. So we just chose – that's how we chose to do it. So you just want – the point – the important thing is have a system for accounting for the financials. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. The next thing you want to do is you want to have a system for – um, your borrower outreach, I think, is an important system. And we had set up, um, we've had several different systems that we've gone through. One, when we were doing our own borrower outreach, it was like, look, we hit them with a mess, uh, um, something in the mail, mm -hmm. and then we hit them with a phone call. We've even used a tactic of sending, like, Amazon boxes. So people, everyone opens an Amazon box. Uh -huh. That's pretty smart. So they open it. Um, have a system. Know what you're trying to accomplish and set up a system that will help you do that. So, you know, for us, we moved over to um, when we buy an asset, we know that we can start reaching out day one, right? That's so, because we use a, a non-for-profit HUD um, housing counselor. And so as soon as we would buy an asset, we would take it and we would hand it off to the non-for-profit HUD housing counselor. They already had our loss mitigation strategies mm -hmm. of reach out to the people, Ask them if they want to keep the house. So you have those systems in place. Um, another system, and I'm going to start ripping it quick because we're short on time. Mm -hmm. But another system that we use is um, collateral. So whenever we buy it, whenever you buy an asset, we buy an asset, you want to have possession of the collateral. Or for us, we wanted to have things imaged, and indexed, and stored. What does that mean? We want somebody to receive the collateral go through it, audit it, make sure we have all the documents that were said that were supposed to be there, mm -hmm. have them index and scan them. So they're going to scan all the, all, the, um, all the documents, and then they're going to put them in their folders. They're going to label each individual document what it is. So we have, whenever we uh, send our collateral out, it goes to actually whoever does our collateral audits for PaperStack, EdgeMac. Mm -hmm. They take our collateral file, they scan everything, they index it. I get, um, and they put it in a repository for us. We can download it, and it is, it'll say uh, credit files. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And so I go into the credit file and it says legal. And the legal, the legal portion, it's got note, mortgage, and then it's got all the corresponding assignments individually, who they are from and who they're to. That's awesome. Whether they've been recorded, whether they haven't been recorded. All, all the, the All the launches. That's so, awesome. So that's great. And so what that does is it makes it to where now you have a system to where you can easily access your files if you need something. You know exactly what's in there. You you're can not run just going to a giant 500-page PDF. You're going, right, you're right. Going each one but also, when page. you turn around to go sell that asset, you've made whoever's buying it their life much easier. Yeah. Right? Because now everything is like scanned and indexed, and you have clean collateral files. Next thing you want to take care of after the imaging is where are you storing it? Mm -hmm. You can store it in your house. You can store it in your office. Yeah. We did that. Now... As soon as everything gets, it gets sent to EdgeMac, they index it, scan it, clean up the collateral file, tighten it up, make it look good. Then we send off, we have it stored with U.S. Bank in their fireproof vault. So collateral storage would be that next piece. And just for you guys out there who are like, man, I would like to take advantage of that service, you're in luck. We're going to be offering that on PaperStack, the ability to have your files while they're being audited, scanned and indexed. So if you're buying something, you're like, look, I want the collateral audit, but I also want the scanning and the indexing and the digital file put nice together in a package, we got you covered. Mm -hmm. cool. And um, we can talk about uh, collateral storage as well with US Bank for you guys, because you have to be pretty big to get in there, so we might be able to put you under our umbrella of- uh, Oh yeah? Yeah, of Cloud Capital. I've thought about offering that. But anyways, um, so, Moving on, you've got your, um, you've gone through, you've got your files, you, you know, you've taken care of accounting, you've taken care of your loss mitigation strategy. If you can go ahead, you want to know what that is, have your system on how they're going to be reached out to. Again, we used mail, then phone. And now that we have the HUD, uh, the HUD housing counselor, they reach out to them immediately. The collateral file, you want it scanned, you want it imaged, and then you want it housed somewhere that's got a fireproof safe. Mm -hmm. And you would do it with somebody, this is what they do. Yeah. I would also say that when you mentioned Amazon, it would be even that much cooler because now when Amazon delivers, they take a picture on your doorstep. So you can actually know that that, that package got delivered on their we doorstep. We don't ship it through Amazon. We, we, before, we, we knew that people would open Amazon boxes, so we would save them and put any sort of envelopes or what we needed to get people's attention with in an in a Amazon oh. box and send it to them in an Amazon box. Uh, but if they do offer shipping, that's a great idea. They do, they have FBA, you can do fulfillment by Amazon and just buy your own product and send it out to somebody. Okay, there you go. Um, so there's that, then let's see, what else? I mean, that's, you pretty much handled it. I mean, you went from accounting to last minute to, uh, you know, documents. Yeah, there, there's a lot more that you can cover. We can start talking about, we can do another one um, for next week, but start talking about, um, you know, what are your systems and processes for once you get a borrower to agree to, to, to modify a loan? Or what's your systems and processes when you get a borrower to agree to a deed in lieu? Mm -hmm. What's the system and process you have in place if you have to take an asset back, what's your asset management systems and processes? These are all things that, that we couldn't cover in a 20 minute podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we'll make you this deal. We'll be back next week to talk about the um, asset management systems and processes. 
what to do, your system puts some processes for once you get in touch with a borrower, how to handle them. REO management is a huge one. Well, that might be a whole 20, 20 30 minutes. On REO management may be, may be its own thing because that is really, that can make or break a fund. Yeah. It, it, can, it can sink your ship not managing REOs properly. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know from experience. <laughs> so. Okay, right. well, cool, man. I, I know you got to run. So. I got to roll, but we wanted to get something out for this Friday. Yeah. Hallow's well, Eve. Yeah, so everyone out there have a... Uh, Wonderful Halloween tomorrow. Make sure you stay safe. The thing I get scared about is that people are, might, I mean, it's Saturday, so people will be driving the streets and they're probably, they might not even be uh, trick or treating, so they might just be acting stupid. So be safe out there. You know, put glowing uh, bike things on your kids to have them walk around. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So. <laughs> have their outfit glowing or something. I'm becoming, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That's it, though. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. See ya.